we've gone down a rabbit hole on this even during the breaks. But final thought on the the TV side, and this all birthed from the TV rating side. This all birthed from a conversation centering around what does what does the future of the four team playoff look like in an expanded model if it's eight or twelve, and is it something that you you're able to bid out, which some people want. It's more than just ESPN. Now that opens up a further window, right? Is ESPN even in the future still what it is now, or is is it, is it an entity that's owned by Amazon Prime or or Apple or whomever, right? It's because that's a possibility if Disney decides to spin it off, which has been rumored for a while. Um, but again, the problem here is everyone tries to compare NFL ratings to college football. That's not the comparison to me. That's unfair. You're still bringing in your biggest games 15 million viewers to TV. I would argue, I I guess I can look. I don't know if there's a regular TV show outside of maybe one of the, do they still do Survivor? I mean, I don't even know. Big Brother. I would say outside of those two are an American Idol. I don't know if there's anything that comes close to bringing that to broadcast television. So there's still value beyond, I think, um, value for the networks when it comes to college football because they're bringing in viewers. Now, the issue is, Josh, it's just not as consistent, right? How do you and, – and your point was great. Hey, that looks awesome to see 15.893 million viewers for Ohio State and Michigan. But how can you grow that, right? You would hope. What did you say? The national championship numbers were like twenty million. Yeah, and it was a it was viewed as a disappointment. Well, through the lens that your highest rated game was fifteen point nine million viewers, the fact that it's only four point one million more, that part I can see why you would say okay, that is a little bit disappointing. If that number was say twenty five million or a little bit higher than that. Then, then, I mean, you're talking about, okay, that's a significant bump from the highest-rated college football game of the entire season. And it still was the highest-rated college football game, but outside of, outside of the perfect scenario where Nebraska's playing Alabama for a national championship game and you've got the storyline of, oh, my gosh, Nebraska's back, and or, or in Oklahoma or Texas or whoever, you, you have to have that – tasty storyline and then juxtapose it against Alabama right we know this about ratings as much as we get fatigue with teams sometimes okay if you can sell me the great storyline to go against an Alabama we'll we'll scratch and claw and cry about oh I'm sick of this team but (laughs) we tune in to watch teams try and face off against these dynasties in in all sports but I just I, – I don't know, outside of just new blood in the perfect scenario, if it's going to get much better. Like, what could you do to improve the ratings outside of just different teams get there or more teams consistently get there? I mean, we've had a great college football season. I mean, we really have. And it's been littered with storylines. I, I don't know. You know, if, if – the college football peeps would come to me and say, what can we do to improve our numbers? I don't know if my natural response would be expand the playoffs. I would say I, 
quit trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, and, and again, I, I know you don't necessarily agree with that, but I think sometimes they try to do things to be a little bit too cute, like the New Year's Eve thing. It's like they just put it on New Year's Day or back it up a little bit. It's just we try to be too cute with things. I don't, I don't know what that answer would be because they got me, right? You can't – I can't go to – I can't go to Gabe Eichert and say, Gabe, how can I, what can I do to get more people to watch the Thunder? Because it's, it's like win more, right? Win more. But Gabe, he's, he's, he's watching every game anyway. I can't go to uh, my man Rick Kamla over on SiriusXM and go, man, how do you improve the ratings of the NBA? And it's like, improve the ratings. I'm watching all the time. Sometimes there's people that are a little bit too close to fire, right? I don't know because I'm like, I watch all the time. I don't miss anything. Here's a couple of good texts Go ahead. on the subject from the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. I'm a huge college football fan, and for me, I just didn't find the SEC championship rematch compelling in the least. Fair enough. If I feel that way, then I'm sure the casual college football fan was totally unengaged. Oh, absolutely. Well, to the tune of 20-some-odd million, we're still pretty sure. engaged, but... Yes, there there is a large sentiment, too, that, hey, I've seen this already. But then, okay, listen to this text. I think expanding the playoff would help. I do, too. People would have more teams to get invested in leading up to the championship. Okay, that's great in theory, and I, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I agree with that sentiment. But expanding the playoff <laughs> doesn't eliminate Alabama and Georgia, the two best teams, playing in the national championship game. That that path, if they're bracketed up the right way, would still exist. Like, that's not gone by expanding the playoff. Agreed. Agreed. Maybe the thought is you generate more momentum. I mean, guys, let's think about it at its core. If everybody feels they get a fair shake, a fair shot, you get more teams involved, then, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe the college football fan is a little bit more engaged Toward the end. But it also, there's there's two things that don't happen. Number one, I don't think college football strikes when the iron's hot. They basically, imagine if the NFL, if week 17 just wrapped up. Week 17 is done. And the playoffs don't start until February 1st. I mean, that's essentially what college football does. It's like, oh, man, what a what a win for Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. How about that Georgia-Alabama SEC title game? Wow, man, that's pretty pretty wild stuff. And then you're almost like, okay, we're going we're gonna to take a little break here. And that's not changing. And it's not changing. Ever. So, number, I think that – and number two, and this is, again, you're not – I don't know if you're ever going to get this, but you know I watch way too much ESPN and probably Fox Sports One, and I might be the one guy that watches the CBS Sports Network. But you don't get this week-long coverage live from. Hey, we're live from Indy. Here's our crew. What do you guys think? What about today too? You get they get the hockey treatment on ESPN early in the week now. Thursday and Friday it ramps up, and maybe more specifically Friday and Saturday, but it's just it's not around the clock covered. People still view it very regional. 
So it's a fascinating world. This this all birthed today from a conversation about the expansion of the playoffs and how TV networks factor in, and then all of a sudden the numbers come out last night, and everyone's like, oh, down, down, so not good. I'm like, well, I, I think it's kind of a perspective conversation more than anything else. No one is really running away from college football on their network. CBS, you might say, is, but they're still fighting to have a game of the week. They still want to have a game of the week. I, if you guys want to jump in on this, you can at 329 Just for argument's sake. Go ahead. I- I'm curious. I haven't done the digging on this. There's, we're looking at you know, grids and tables. Essentially here raw that, data while the show's going on. And there's a ton of numbers. I, I mean, Notre Dame being on NBC – just jumping, you know, going through these numbers, it's not as if they've just jumped off the page. Like, it's not the network. It's the window that the game is in, and it's the two teams that are playing. And Notre Dame's a big draw. Oklahoma's a big draw. Uh, your typical powers are big draws. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's, your Michigan's, your Georgia's, Alabama's, whoever. Notre Dame's one of those big draws. But if Notre Dame's not playing one of these likewise programs, it's not Notre it's going to rate a certain yeah, way. Notre Dame Wake Forest is not going to drive no. the numbers. I mean, honestly, neither is Notre Dame Cincinnati. So that's where, for me, circling around here, I, I don't know that, you know, outside of just trying to get more money out of the college football playoff, all of these uh, power brokers that be, you're not winning a ratings war based on getting more networks in the fray. You're not. It's it's a money battle is what it is more than anything else. How and and well, I mean, college football expansion is in our top five stories of the day from a playoff perspective. But I think it's also a trust. I think there's a trust issue. You know what? Let's let's let me let me, let me go ahead and spoil big story number three. But Josh, I think I think that there is a lot of and and I don't know if this is all directly related to the whole Big 12 SEC, I guess you could say, battle that's currently going on. But I I think that the perceived role that ESPN had in luring Oklahoma and Texas and then, to the per, SEC. Again, perceived. And then in that – the perceived role they may have had in trying to see if Big 12 teams wanted to go to the AAC, that perceived role, even though ESPN is outside of the Big 10, I think that's right. I think the Big 10 is the biggest partner that Fox has. But outside of the Big 10, ESPN's the the most financially supportive partner of all of these conferences. They've got the most skin in the game. Right. And I wonder if the idea or the want to take this to market also has a bit of a trust issue, too. Because, A, you're right. You're not going to suddenly improve your ratings because you've got, uh, let's see, in 12 play, if you have 12 playoff teams, that would be, I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. So you take what two, so what would that be like two, four, six, eight, um, ten? You'd have like five first-round playoff games, four first-round, whatever it would be, whatever the bracket would look like, if two of those are on Fox and two of those are on ESPN. And let me say, too, you you know this because we do the show together, but right. 
for those maybe that are new to the show, I'd like for multiple networks sure. to be involved with the college football playoff. I'm just saying that that's not the that's not what's affecting the ratings. Right. No, absolutely. It's not. But that that'd be a pure money thing. I and I guess my and you're point, I trust. I don't know if expanding that out is going to end up being any more financially lucrative than what ESPN or ABC is going to offer you. You can say, well, we need to have multiple and multiple bids involved. That's awesome. In the end, I think ESPN, ABC, Disney will do whatever it takes to keep them around. And you don't want to wind up with the gift. You played yourself. Right. Right. I mean, listen, I, I know that there's a lot of money that's being invested in Amazon right now. Right? Amazon is creating a daily sports show, kind of like Sports Center. And it's going to be cool because it'll be available on a click, right? It's not, there's not going to be an Amazon channel, but it's, it's going to be Amazon. And you're going to be able to watch it when you're on your Amazon Prime or whatever it might be. That's really cool. They've invested in the Thursday night football, it's going to be exclusive to Amazon. There's rumors that they're going to be the big player for the Sunday ticket, which would be awesome. Um, but I, I mean, in my mind, are they going to be able to, if you say, well, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do this. Are they going to offer you anything more than what ABC or ESPN might? And gosh, what would that then do for your overall? That's a pure money play. If that's the case, when can say the, all, all of these power conferences, when could they negotiate with a different network not named ESPN? Does, would it have to be the final year of the yeah. college football playoff Yeah, you can contract? open it up. Well, and remember, the, the Big Ten tried to do that with Fox and, and ESPN. They were like, I think we're okay. I think we're, we're not ready to reopen those negotiations quite yet. And I think that was kind of a moment where you had a couple of eyebrows in Austin and Norm that went, oh. Okay, all right. Maybe it, maybe that car was down the path by that point, but it just seemed to be a very kind of odd thing because usually whenever a conference says, hey, let's uh, let's look at renegotiating our, our deal, most networks are like, all right, let's go. Let's see what we can do. But I, I guess uh, the reason I ask that is you would wonder or think that on some level some of the powers that be have a general idea of which networks or entities might be interested in becoming a partner right. of the college football playoff in the future, but you just don't know what those numbers would look like unless there's legitimate negotiations taking place. Mm. All right, hey, let's do this. Let's get a break in here, Josh, and then we'll roll with the Firehouse Subs top five stories of the day. Now, you might say this is a lot of TV talk, gents. Where's my transfer portal talk? Well, I'm, I, I don't know that <laughs> – I don't know that any of you fans are clamoring for the transfer portal. Time. I, I had one text that said, hey, I need some good news from the portal. Well, as we sit here at uh, 1018 a.m. on KREF, I do not have any news right now on anyone outside of the report last night that Mario Williams from On3.com was planning a trip to Austin. There's some positive transfer portal stuff happening for OU, offers and such. We'll get to those in big story number one which is coming up next right here on The Plank Show. Did you uh, see the little breaking news from the NFL? Eric Weddle has signed with the Rams. He hasn't <laughs> played all year long. 37-year-old safety signs with the Rams for the playoff run. Interesting. Very. 
I wonder if this I, – I would love to see this become a trend, like dudes that have been retired for a couple of years suddenly come back for the playoffs. Well, and remember, multiple teams were trying to make the run at both Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald comes back to join the Cardinals for their playoff run. Oh, well, you brought in Eric Weddle. We brought in Larry Fitzgerald. Let's, Let's go, go, Dwayne Bo. I saw him tweeting yesterday. Oh, about, did you? <laughs> he, he sent a tweet out that said, can you imagine – no, it, it, can you imagine if I played with Mahomes instead of no offense, Matt Castle? And I'm still the guy that every so often thinks Matt Castle is still the backup quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> he was a starting quarterback one year. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I love that year. Couple Unfor- of years. Fortunately, they found this dude named Mahomes who's taking him to another level. Do you ever see that Andy Reid clip where he told Derek Carr that he wanted to draft him, but they had Alex Smith? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's it's at the Pro Bowl. After Derek Carr's rookie year, so wish that could have happened. Maybe, but you know, what? I want to say, I'll just make this very clear. This is very Raider homeristic of me. I'm a Derek Carr stan. You know that. Yes. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes would be this if he was anywhere else but Kansas City. I, I think he's special. I think he's amazing. But who's to say that he doesn't go somewhere that starts him his rookie year and he has a Zach Wilson type season? And this is the perfect marriage. It happens, right? Randy Tom Moss. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, New England, perfect marriage, right? And then going to a place that had a killer defense last year, perfect marriage. Peyton Ra- Manning, Tony Dungy. A lot of people like to look at Randy Moss and say, gosh, the Cowboys passed on Randy Moss. Perfect marriage in Minnesota. I worry that if Randy Moss would have gone to Dallas right out of college. Oh, <laughs> dude. Might not have ended Yeah, well. it would have been a circus. Fabian Washington to the Raiders over Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we we could do the the perfect marriage conversation the rest of the day. I mean, Brett Favre with uh in Andy Reid yeah. in Green Bay. Which and by the way, he failed at Atlanta. Atlanta traded him. They're like, oh, listen, we got to get this crazy dude out of here. He's drunk all the time. He's got to go. And what happens? Ends up in the perfect spot. So I can be bitter about it all I want, but um, no, I don't imagine. Either Philip Rivers or Drew Brees or Dwayne Bowe or Larry Fitzgerald or anyone else coming back for the playoff run. But today you get Eric Weddle. All right, let's roll through the top five stories of the day with big story number five. Number five. We've spent most of this show today talking TV ratings, what they mean for the future of the college football playoffs. But again, the number is is not – it's kind of a beauty in the eye of the beholder in my mind. The number was 22.6 million viewers across ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Did they not put this game on ABC? No. What are we What are we doing? But um, that's up from there a has rec- to be There has to be something to that. I, you know what it is. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll get more people to ESPN. I'm like, well, yes. Why don't you just – why don't you not show another episode of <laughs> – I don't know, that 80s show, is that new? Uh, the Goldbergs? or I, I saw a preview for a show last night, and I was like, I, I don't know any of these people in this show, and it I've is, never heard of it. Wouldn't you love to be, and I'm sorry to veer us off track here, it's but... okay, we're talking TV all day, baby. Wouldn't you love to just get to be a fly on the wall through some of these ABC, NBC, CBS network meetings? Like, who is... Who are the people in these meetings that think these stupid shows are better than live sports? The ratings again and again and again illustrate, huh, maybe we should just have more live sports programming. I have never 
truly understood it in my life. And I love a good show. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just mm. just mm. wondering. Um, anyway, the, the numbers were better than last year, but the second lowest since the college football playoff started, excluding Georgia, excluding 2021, Georgia-Bama is the least watched title game since 2005, which we all know got a little bit out of hand. Bachelor, by the way, on Monday night on ABC. Are you serious? Yes. All right, big story number four. Number four. We joked about this yesterday, but Joe Judge is out as the head coach of the Giants. I honestly think it was after media pressure. I really do. I think they were set to keep him. And then they saw everyone losing their mind about it, and so the Giants are like, "We gotta let him go. <laughs> we have to. We have to get him." We've out seen of that uh, quarterback sneak too many times on Twitter. Third nine, run the quarterback sneak. So Joe Judge is out, which means now you can add the Giants, who have an opening for a GM and a head coach, to the list that includes Jacksonville, the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and potentially the Raiders, right, I think are a, a place to keep an eye on. Listen, if the Raiders get embarrassed on Saturday, Rich Basacci is out. Um, if they win, he might have a crack at it. I think he's got another year. I just I, – I don't think that that would be something where you would see them be like, get out of here, you're gone. I don't think he gets the job regardless. What if they somehow – Win two and end up in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> then I think he, yeah, he might. But he might be, be like, how could you get about, to that level and not hire him? Cliff Kingsbury. Some think that if he doesn't win on Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, whenever they play, he's out. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Know. But Joe Judge is out. Here's a couple of NFL notes from yesterday. A lot of Baker conversations, including Andrew Barry, the general manager, who again. Didn't sign Baker, didn't draft him, but they're still standing behind him. Why? Well, because they're not fans and they're not dummies. He's been with Baker for a long period of this time at this point. You know, we know his work ethic, we know his drive. Um, we've seen him as a as a talented passer in this league, and uh, we're looking forward to him getting healthy and 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 continue to make improvements. And you know, we expect him to bounce back next year. Baker Mayfield's set for life. He's got big money, but he's also going to be in a final year of a contract. Any worry about a lame duck quarterback? Lame duck quarterback is it uncomfortable? Yeah, I, I don't know that I would categorize it that way. Again, you have a number of players across positions that are entering the final years of their deals, so um, that's not that's not something that's really top of mind for me. Um. Meanwhile, Kevin Stefanski talked about his relationship with Baker. I've seen Baker play at a very high level, uh, and, and I'm confident he'll, he'll get this surgery, and, and he's going to work real hard this offseason to bounce back. And real quick, before we get to big story number three, I have probably watched, because the NFL Network has aired it twice, and I was watching the highlights last night, I've probably watched the second half of the Chargers-Raiders game at least five times since Sunday night. And I don't know if there's a better take on it than what Mike Tomlin said during his press conference yesterday. I missed the end of it. I dozed off. I knew I had a work day waiting on me, or I assumed that I had a work day. I think at one point, Oakland was up by 15, and that number made you somewhat comfortable. <laughs> I'm probably better off not having watched it. <laughs> he fell asleep watching the game. Fantastic. Did you see the Ben Roethlisberger video where he put on a Raiders helmet? I don't know who it is. There was... He was a country music singer, and I, I don't know if I've ever heard of him before, but he was FaceTiming Ben, 
and all of a sudden, oh, here it is. Bart Millard? Bart Millard? Is, is that someone I should know? I'm not familiar with that name. Uh, Singer-songwriter for Mercy Me. Um, but he's talking with – he's on FaceTime with Ben Roethlisberger, and they're lining up for, like, the game-winning field goal. <laughs> and you see Ben go, and he's got he's got this Raiders helmet that's signed by somebody, and he puts on the Raiders helmet, and he sits there while he's talking to him on the phone watching the last play. That's funny, man. That's great. Uh, anyway, all right, big story number three. Number three. So you and I have talked quite a bit about college football playoff expansion here on this very radio program today. I think there's a lot of confusion about where we are right now. Is there still an alliance? Is that something that still exists? And just how poorly did the meetings go with the college football playoff management committee? Here was the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, from, I think, Tuesday's Paul Feinbaum show. Some interpret my, my remarks as frustration. Um, uh, yeah, sure, that's frustration. You spend a lot of time. You want to make progress. You want to come to a conclusion. At the same time, what we as a conference have presented in this is an enormous give. And perhaps tactically, as I evaluate my own approach, we should have said we're not going to move off of four. Uh, not now, not ever. But that seems unwise for college football. And so that, that give up front was to really match the um, of the charge on the board of managers, which is to explore the possibility of a new format. Uh, that informs any frustration you may hear in my voice. I think that's a, we made an enormous step over here at the end, not being able to get to a, to a completion. So in other words, Greg Sankey's mindset is, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. We have no problem staying at four. We're doing okay over here. Yeah, we're getting multiple teams in. We're fine. We're financially solvent. We haven't had a team miss the playoffs yet. We're good. But in the – and I'm not trying to pat him on the back as this savior of college football, but for the good of the game, it might be better to expand. And all everyone's done about it is grinch and moan. I mean (laughs) – the SEC, um, I don't know. I don't know if this is a situation to where people are dragging their feet on the number, or if they're dragging their feet on the network, or if they're dragging their feet on automatic um, invitees for conference champions. But I will say, it didn't take long for the crack in the alliance to start showing with the Pac-12 laying out. No, no, no. Here's here's where we're in favor of college football expansion. And we support all of the six most discussed models that would allow for expansion to occur in time for the final two years of the CFP model. Okay. Let's go. It didn't take long for someone to say, whoa, hold on here. We want 12. We want more of an up. Op- In fact, we want eight. Right, let's go. What do we think the holdup is? I don't know. I, okay, so when I, I know that we've got some work to do. At 11 a.m. this morning, I talked to Dari Noka about this last night. Let me share some of that. We'll do that at 11 a.m. with Dari. I've got to find a way to find the audio from last night. But it was really good. And, and Dari kind of laying out. Not necessarily, I would say, his frustration, but just kind of where we are in just a dead period right now to try to get anything done. All right, big story number two. 
Number two. Uh, we'll we'll pay off this tease when we come back because big story number two is recapping the Oklahoma 66-52 loss to Texas last night where uh, not much went right for the Sooners. You know, there's a few times late in that game they, they cut it to 12 and you're like, okay, here we go. But they just couldn't get over that hump. On a wild night in college basketball where USC got beat, so an undefeated falls. Baylor gets beat at home against Texas Tech. And Iowa State nearly pulls it out on the road. Here was the final call of the game-winning layup on the Jayhawk radio network. Here comes Abaji down the heart of the floor. Ochai to Harris. Dewan steps through. He scoops. He scores! Dewan Harris with six seconds to play. Hunter in the corner. Kalsher for the win. No good. No good. And Kansas will win it. Dewan Harris with the shot. By the way, uh, I love the finish of that game because you didn't have teams calling timeouts every after every single play. They played. Auburn, Alabama was unwatchable. Every it's almost like all right. Let's save all of our timeouts until Nate Oates and Bruce Pearl got together and they saved all their timeouts until there was five minutes to go in the game and they used them all after every possession. But good win for Kansas, right? Really good win. Important win for Kansas coming on the heels of well. Their own loss yep. to Texas Tech. You got to win at home if you're going to be in the mix for the Big 12 championship. And Baylor coughed one up for you. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, big story number one is very simple. Welcome, Jay Valai. We have found ourselves with a completed coaching staff. And even though there's been nothing... Uh, I, I I didn't read through the whole release last night, but you have five defensive coaches now. You have five offensive coaches, and uh, I, I am intrigued by some of the some of the titles. You have three. You have two co coordinators and a defensive coordinator in a coaching staff run by a defensive guru genius. <laughs> but Jay Vali completes. Brent Venable's coaching staff as co-defensive coordinator, pass defense. He'll coach cornerbacks and nickelbacks at OU. Played at Wisconsin. Coached in the NFL. Has been at Alabama. And was part of the SEC title winning team this year. That In that secondary, they got dinged up a little bit too. They had to play some young guys. Cornerbacks coach at Texas in 2020. Rutgers in 2019. Spent the 2018 season with the Chiefs and was a defensive quality control coach at Georgia in 16 and 17. So congratulations to Brent Venables in putting a wrap on his coaching staff. And I think Jay Valai, DJ Graham tweeted last night full circle. I retweeted that. I guess Valai was involved in, in his early recruitment whenever you know Texas was all over him, and he was all over wanting to go to Texas for a while. So Seems cool. like Coach Valai – had a draw to come back to this part of the country. And, you know, the coaching staff was let go at Texas. So when you talk about why is this guy jumped around so much and, you know, only one season out of Alabama. Too. Th- this will be interesting, though, and he'll have to answer the questions about that. You know, hey, why, why have you not latched on at 81 plays for an extended period of time? Maybe Oklahoma can be that spot, though, now. I mean, and in fairness to him, 
I mean, he he just graduated from Wisconsin in 2010. You know, and he's a young dude. He's from from a coaching perspective. So you figure graduating in 2010, so what? He's maybe 34, 35 right now. I think he's going to be a good fit. I really do. I'm excited for it. Though BFC would probably tell me that so far I felt like every coach is a good fit for Oklahoma. That's fair. But we don't have any transfer portal news outside of what happened at Bama last night, and we'll bring that to you next. Plus, right around the corner from Dari Noka and and Toby's post-game interview with Porter Moser after the tough loss last night for OU. There's your top five stories of the day on the Plank Show. I was watching some uh, some Chuba Purdy highlights, and I'm impressed with the kid. I uh, someone had sent us the tweet, Nanny TT. Interesting at Nanny T. Um, from the pictures that Coach Venables and Coach Levy had with 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 Purdy last night, every highlight I watch of him, he's running for his life. <laughs> so <laughs> bless Florida State's offensive line's heart, but they didn't look so good last year. But Kit throws a nice ball. Similar Mike Norvell. It appears I think Mike Norvell runs a lot of the same stuff that Lebby does. So there'd be some familiarity there. But I, I like him. And Jackson Dart is apparently at least wanting to visit this weekend. Is that right? Yeah, sounds like it. <clears throat> hmm. But as we sit here at 1045, I've got nothing for you right now on Caleb Williams. Though Alabama got hit pretty hard by the portal last night, Seven players enter the portal the day after their loss, including Jaleel Billingsley, whom some had considered Josh to be one of the top tight end prospects. And it didn't really pan out for him. Uh, also, including it with Billingsley, who had 35 catches for 543 yards and six scores the last two seasons. Linebacker Drew Sanders. Who Now, was he an OU commit at one point, or did he have an offer from OU? Inside linebacker, 24 tackles, one sack, and four quarterback hurries, and two pass breakups. So Oklahoma's had him on their radar before, but, you know, is it is that was that a Brian Odom mindset? Is there a different type of player that BV's looking for? I don't know, but worth keeping an eye on. He was um, he's pretty solid. Reserve quarterback Paul Tyson. The great-grandson of Paul Bear Bryant entered the porter, uh, portal, as did offensive lineman Tommy Brown, who started a game this season. Georgia had just two players, defensive back Amir Speed and wide receiver Jalen Johnson. So you're not immune from the portal, regardless of how good your team is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would imagine, guys, uh, it's tough to crack the rotation. Were you digging on another thing there? I noticed you started scrolling like crazy. Yeah, I was just going to share with you while we're on the subject of transfer portal, guys. Uh, Makai Wingo, who has an offer from Oklahoma. He was uh, part of the SEC's all-freshman team, Missouri defensive lineman. He narrowed his list of schools, and Oklahoma's still in – Still in the mix. They made the cut along with Arkansas, LSU, and one other school I can't remember. Gosh, these guys that do edits are busy enough when it comes to high school guys. Now you've got to do an edit 
to narrow USC down. is the school. You got to do an edit to narrow down a top four for a transfer in the portal. Is that what we're doing now? Which uh, I guess his high school coach, Wingo's high school coach, uh-huh. is at LSU now with Brian Kelly. So that could be oh, okay. maybe a challenge in the you know winning the recruitment out of the transfer portal there. But that'd be a nice addition, man. Another guy out of the transfer portal up front where I think even with Jonah Laula, that that's a position of need for OU. You've got Redmond. Uh, I like what you saw from Stripling. Grimes, I think, has some promise. But, man, if you can get a guy that was one of the SEC's all-freshman team members, I think that would be very, very helpful for BV and Todd Bates and Miguel Chavis straight away. I, I don't know what Oklahoma's interest is in Jackson player, but if he's not coming back to Tulsa, which it kind of looks like he's not, and I know um, – I believe Crimson hit me up that he was going to visit – Baylor this weekend? Yeah. And I'd love to see Oklahoma get in on him. I think he's a player. But there's the portal news. It's not all bad news. Right? It's not all bad news. Now, we can get mad about the Caleb – or, excuse me, the Mario Williams visiting Texas. That don't make a lot of sense. But – Cha-ching. There's Cha-ching. Uh, True Sooner, hang in there. We'll get you next. Hour two in the books. Uh, well, almost in the books. We got Dari Noka. Quick cut from him on the playoffs and where he thinks we're headed next in college football right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Oh, what's going on, True Sooner? How are you, True? Oh, man, you, you cut the class off, man. I was, I was listening to London uh, calling, you know. Sorry. Sorry, I felt bad making sorry. you wait so long. What's on your mind? Sorry. Right. Hey, oh, so so a couple things. Like, so a buddy of mine from seventh grade, we were kind of planning a little impromptu little trip out to Vegas next fall. He's a big Steeler fan. And I'm, of course, I'm a Raider fan. And I got the schedule yesterday, and they're playing the game in Pittsburgh again. Yeah. What is that? Not do they? Do they? Not, maybe I haven't followed close enough, but I, I just assume they 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 rotate, but they don't they don't. Do no, that it, it it happens. I mean, they went to they've gone to Indy. I think two of the last three years, and then Indy came here last. It's just there's no true rotation. I think on that. Um, it's just it's it's kind of the luck of the draw, I think, because if I understand correctly, the Raiders and the Steelers are playing because they both were second place teams, and you play a game against the second place team from each division, right? So they'll play the second place. They play the Patriots next year. They play the Steelers right, next right. year, and then I don't know, is that it? Am I leaving someone out from the South? Anyway, so they'll play a second-place team in each of the AFCs, and I, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to win or where it's played. So so they may not – so so they won't play a third season in, in 23 anywhere. It'll just be these two years, or is it a chance they could They could if they both finish? Oh, no, they could. Again? They could. Okay. They could. They absolutely right. could. I got to. I thought that stuff all depended on where you finished in the ranking. It does. Stuff. I mean, not – okay. Okay, so then they – okay. I'm a little confused, but I was a little. We were disappointed, but we're still going to go. He's a big Steeler guy. He, I told him, I said, we can go to Pittsburgh. You know, we can do the, we can do a week in Pittsburgh or five days, whatever, whatever. My, my wife will let me do. I got to add up some some brownie points to get there, but <laughs> you know, I, uh, but 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 whatever she'll let me do. I said we can go to Pittsburgh, but he's like, no, let's go to Vegas. He goes, we can well, that way we can catch a Vegas Knights game and go to a Raider game. And I was like, okay, that works for me. I think my so, trip might be Nashville. 
I've never been to a game in Tennessee, and I wanted to go a couple of years ago. I think they opened the season with them uh, two or three years ago. I think that would be a fun trip. That would be a fun trip. Um, and the other thing I was going to ask you, did you see those Alabama fans bawling their eyes out the other night? Yes. Now, let me just tell you, you know, this is partly jealousy. But I'm like, what could you guys possibly be crying about? You've won six national titles in 13 years, and you're crying? You're grown adults crying? Yeah. Suck it up, Buttercup. I mean, I was just like, I can't imagine. Can you imagine for a second what it would be like here if we had six national titles in 13 years? Yeah, people would be crying after they lost one whenever they maybe lost it to a Big 12 <laughs> opponent. I think – I guess. I, I, I don't here, – here's the thing, and I understand what you're saying. It's true. i got to run, man. Thanks for your phone call. Okay, man. We'll see you. When, when we're as thirsty as we've been – Right, and I'll just use that analogy. You're as thirsty as you've been for national championship. Suddenly, you win one. What do you want? You want more to drink. I, you want a second. It's like, damn, I want more. You don't ever reach a point to where you're like, enough. What's that gift that they use from the guy that played Darth Vader's grandson or whatever? It's like, more! more. You want more. You want more. Well, I think also – I, I didn't see which Alabama fans he's referencing. Which one? There's a lot of them. If if it's students, I think that makes sense. If it's 45, 50-year-olds crying, <laughs> then, I mean, get out of here. You got an issue. All right, quick break. Plank show. Uh, a little bit on playoff expansion and Porter Moser next.